Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and since Justin didn't do it, woo! <laughs> I got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, this is Kyle, and it just makes me feel like we got Ric Flair in the house. Maybe, maybe someday we'll be able to get him on. Is he a Star Wars fan, Josh? Probably not. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> It'd be like, what was Star Wars? I was so tripped out back in the late 70s, 80s. Already I don't know what that is. Then. Yeah, yes. he was doing a lot of stuff then. A lot of stuff. <laughs> good, good stuff, bad stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we thought um, today we'd, we'd change the pace a little bit. Um, we didn't really have much in, in the way of news and notes. I think the biggest thing that I saw... This week that came out was uh, Ming-Na Wen now has a star on the Walk of Fame. Um, so that's Hooray. kudos to her. Good job. She now has a, yeah. Um, and then uh, Carrie Fisher got hers posthumously back on May 4th. So we've had two Star Wars people get on there recently. Um, and then, Josh, I think we had a, we had, what, a Taika Waititi up, movie update? Is that right? Huge update, Huge. Guys. Huge. 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 Uh, there's been an update in the Taika Waititi movie. and. Uh, he says that uh, he's got, let me see, here's the quote, quote, I've got a really good idea for it, end quote. And then he said, it's just like with all films, it's the middle part. You're like, what's going to happen? And then you look at all those films that are so great, you're like, well, I guess I got, I guess they can't meet some smuggler with an alien sidekick. <laughs> so he's oh, it's got a really be good great. idea for it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, well, I've, I have yet to see anything that Taika Waititi is involved in that wasn't great, so... True. Um, and that's not hyperbole. That's True. the truth. Um, so. Has anybody here watched Muppet Mayhem yet? No, sir. Negative. No. Okay. There's uh, there's a great part in it where they talk about writing new material, and um, they get in they get beginnings, then they have middles, and then they have ends, and they play like a couple samples, but that's it. It's literally like twenty seconds of beginnings, and they're all like, "Oh, this is great. Hmm. New material. Yeah." Yeah. Sounds kind of like that's where Tyke is at right now. So I think he just has so many projects that yeah. you know he dabbles when he can, kind of shifts back over and does what he can do when he can. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So we thought we'd change it up a little bit today. We don't really have any. We we covered visions already. Um. We finally got to do our Mando season finale recap uh, a couple weeks ago so that's out there full crew full crew yep fashionably late but um it is out there for your listening pleasure um so today what we thought we'd do is we would go back and we're going to kind of take a look back at some of the um other movies star wars movies because it's been a hot minute since we've covered a, a film um and with really nothing on deck putting any out justin yeah with really nothing on deck uh, here coming out, Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew aren't due out until, well, August. Ahsoka for sure later this year. Um, Skeleton Crew, we don't have a date for yet. Um, Let's go Lucasfilm. Yeah, so Put out a date, we, we, don't have, we don't have a lot of TV show stuff to cover. So we're going to go back. We're going to look at some movies. We're going to look at some 
um, some seasons. I've already kind of gone back and started to rewatch uh, Rebels. I went back through season, like, not that we don't do that all the time, but I've gotten through season one, about to start season two, kind of in prep for Ahsoka rolling out here in August. So, Ahsoka um, prequels, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, I, Josh and I were going over the list of High Republic books uh that are out for phase phase two like but really already isn't there oh oh man the list is long and strong um, and down to get the friction on <laughs> i was gonna say the list is long so and distinguished ladies, yeah, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't think that was appropriate so you know what Justin, um, this is a uh, all, <laughs> all all ages show so anything goes sorry yeah. So this giant list of Phase One High Republic, um, or excuse me, Phase Two phase High two. Republic books. <clears throat> excuse me, Phase Two, which is really the prequel to the the phase we just got. So it's kind of Phase One, but it's Phase Two. It's um, really Phase Zero, if you want to do it that way. <laughs> that's it's Ground Zero. Very true. Wave Wave. Um, it's one hundred fifty years. Something. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. It's no, it's okay. Hundred years before, or something like that. Hundred and fifty years before Phase One and Light of the Jedi. Um, we were trying to figure out what the actual like correct reading order is because we're kind of all over the map here. And uh, as we were going order. through it, there right. is at Gotta least uh, you would think, but it is not. I don't think. Well, I, I can't I imagine release they're releasing these. the books and expecting you to wait and read a one that comes out later before the one they just put out. Kind of, but it's like some of them go at the same time, So, but I don't know when they came out in relation to other stuff. So like some of the comics hmm. may have come out after one or two of the novels. Um, so if you want to know your reading order, this is this is what they've got listed here. It's Path of Deceit. Uh, High Republic Adventures, Quest of the Jedi, Convergence, which is the not uh, the big novel, and then those three are basically all at the same time. And then after that, you get into the Blade issues one through four, uh, which I finished that, and then High Republic issue one through three by Kevin Scott, and then you've got High Republic Adventures one through three, Daniel Jose Older. Um, and then you get into like the seventh on the list, which is quest for the hidden city by George Mann. Um, and then, then you get into the battle of Jeddah by George Mann. And that's really where that's the audio drama that, uh, Josh, I think has talked about a couple times where there's, you know, multiple cast members reading different characters. Um, then you get into, I didn't like it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm not. about halfway through and it's not been a joy to listen to so wow um yeah that's probably why it's taking so i long, feel bad but. that i haven't started any of these things because uh we really enjoyed uh phase one of the high republic mm-hmm. so much and i have not even dipped my toe into phase two yet so that's i've um, read path of deceit convergence like river of deceit no path blows down no okay uh, Battle of Jeddah, the one I didn't like. Woof. Um, I haven't read any of these comics, and then I'm about halfway through Cataclysm. So well, you're halfway mm. there. Um, on a <laughs> there it is. Uh, we continue on with the High Republic issues four through ten. 
High Republic Adventures 4 through 8. Uh, then you get into Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott. Mm. Um, and then you get into Kevin wrote Edge it. Of probably Balance. a bunch of people die, so don't get attached. To probably. Anybody. Well, s- can I give you guys a, a light spoiler? Sure, sure. All these books kind of seem like he wrote them. If you get my drift. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ooh. Okay. Yep. Um, Watch out who you like. Interesting. Let's see here. Um, Edge of Balance precedent. Um, High Republic Adventures, The Nameless Terror, issue number one. And then Quest for Planet X. And uh, last one is Cataclysm. Cataclysm? Oh, yeah. And then it gets, um, yeah. So it, it's, it, there's a long list here, and we've got a lot of catching up to do on on these. But um, a bunch of those that were gives comics, you an idea though, right? of where you should go. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of them are comics. Uh, you know. Three issues, actually, that it's like three issues early on, and then four through ten. So you've got six towards the later part of wave one and wave in the start of wave two. So I uh, will tell you that there are two characters in this wave that we know that we already know. Well, Yoda, right? Yoda, yeah, and the blade. No, it's like someone else from the from the conventional Star Wars era. Oh. Not the non-High Republic era. Is it Palpatine? No. <laughs> <laughs> he really just returned in um in episode 1. That was that was his real return. Um Who is it? Yaddle. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Nice. Although they're saying so, um, I guess I didn't realize that uh, Mary Allen's live like a long time, but apparently um, uh, Vernestra Rowe is going to be in the Acolyte. Oh. So, because she was only 15 in the books she's in, and they live like, I don't think they live as long as Wookiees, but I think they live like, you know, over. Hmm. Like over the hundred year lifespan or or longer. Interesting. Yeah, did not know that. Um, yeah. So there's your summer reading list, people. Get started on it. Uh, I know I need to get started on it. So, um, and apparently I have to backtrack because I started with the wrong thing. <laughs> so. It's cool. I I um I I accidentally read Path. I didn't read. I didn't realize. Um. I thought convergence. I thought they were going to start this wave with like an adult, like an adult uh, novel, and they didn't. Um, so I read Path of Deceit after I read Convergence and Battle for Jeddah. So it was a little, but I. It's not hard to figure out. It's, it's a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. As long as you know it's before, then you're like, oh, okay, this is how we got there. So this whole. Gotcha. I mean, I didn't like Battle for Jeddah, and I. I want to say that this first um wave of uh the second phase of the high republic i'm not enjoying as much as the first mm-hmm. i feel like it makes the jedi seem really lame um and uh just i don't have you if you're going to have non sith adversaries you got to make them 
seem formidable. Like they did a good job with the Nihil, Nihil and the the Drengear, making those seem like formidable. But this path of the open hand, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Um, according to Google, uh, Mirlons who were keenly attuned to the Force could live up to two hundred years. There we go. Wow. It's a good chunk. Hmm. Sweet. But over <laughs> 85 is considered uh, old age. So there you go. For whatever that's worth. Wow. Huh. And today we learned something. The more you know. I need that sound. The more you know is like the thing would go across. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's um, kind of like, kind of like humans, like right where like uh, once you get to like fifty, people are like, oh, you're old, even if you're not really that old, but you could st- you could live to a hundred, you yeah. know. But right, right. Uh, anyway, what did I see? Who who is it that's like eighty something? Just had another kid with like their twenty nine year old. Who is that? De Niro. Uh, yeah, De Niro no. and was it De Niro? somebody else are both having kids. That they are, said like, when that kid old. turns eighteen. He would be a hundred and one. Is what he'll be. <laughs> I mean, if he lives to the time he's eighteen, he'll he'll be a hundred and one. I was like, "Holy cow!" Oh man, was the other one? That's crazy. De Niro and somebody else both have their much, much, much younger girlfriends pregnant right now. Can't remember who though. I can't think Sorry. of who the other one was, but yes, no, I got gotcha. you. Um, well, let's. Um, we we've gone down a path. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very interesting. So let's get it back on track. Um, w- so what we did was we, we're going to start with Solo. Um, you know, we haven't watched this one in a hot minute. It's, um, I would say it is not. I've never at, seen it. <laughs> never seen it? I'm going to watch this it. This is Josh's first finish. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was not as popular as uh, Rogue One. Um, but it was something I think that, you know, uh, there were a lot of fans out there that wanted Solo. There's a lot of fans out there that want Solo 2 to happen. Um, but uh, basically, Solo Star Wars Story released 2018. Uh, director was Ron Howard, and that was after they had a whole hullabaloo with changing directors, like halfway through production. Um, writers are Jonathan Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan, and George Lucas. Um, cast consists of uh, Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, Woody Harrelson as Beckett, uh, Amelia Clark did an exceptional job playing Kira, uh, Donald Glover, fantastic Lando, um, Eunice back as Chewbacca again, uh, Tandy Newton as Val, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays L337, Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss, John Favreau, Rio Durant, uh, the talented Aaron Kellyman. How many roles is that guy going to get in Star Wars, by the way? <laughs> We're just going to let John, John Favreau, Favreau keep playing different stuff. <laughs> I mean, when you... I mean, it's no different than, you know, the way his career's already been. He's got bit roles in every little thing, but he's also, like, making big movies, too. Like Just bumbling, stumbling his way into success, huh? Mm-hmm. He's like uh, Alfred Hitchcock, just puts himself into every movie here and there. Like, uh, yeah. Um, let's see, where did I get? Uh, Aaron Kellerman as Enfys Nest. Um, you had uh, Warwick Davis as the character's name is Weasel. 
Um, he was We're a little way down short the list henchman now. of, like of Aaron Kellyman's <laughs> Emphis Nest. Yeah, so uh, that was that was Emphis pretty Nest much the is core. Misjustices in Star Wars. Yeah, it's history. like one of the most egregious dangling plot lines uh, in the whole Star Wars universe right now, in my opinion. That and how do you put Aaron Kellyman, oh, who is one mask? of the most beautiful people on the planet? Under a mask for <laughs> all for the, all for the reveal. The I mean, talk to your boy John Favreau. He did it to Pedro Pascal. So very true. Which I think he just recently said in a interview. He somebody asked him about that, and he's like, "Oh, so you're barely in the thing." He's like, "Yeah," but I think we pretty much knew that at this point, right? I don't think there was any shocking news. No, his job to anybody is in that front he's of a not. Microphone. It was, it was yeah. only during that first season that people were under any illusion that he was in the yeah. suit a bunch. Yeah. So, um, only the regs all right. So, that. so huh? only the regs still think that <laughs> the regs, <laughs> yeah. the shinies. Um, so we follow the story of Han Solo from when he was a young punk on the streets of Corellia, Robin stealing for a, what is a lady Proxima, right? Yeah. And, this movie uh, feels like a series of vignettes to me more than like a <laughs> cohesive story. It, it's, fine mm-hmm. i don't dislike it or anything but there's all these like distinct set pieces that seem like self-contained stories like this is a five-part miniseries or something that they just put into a movie like different stages of han's life like this is young teen han and then you're into all right here's that three-year gap when he was in the empire han mm-hmm. okay here's han and then really the back part of it is han with beckett and um, working for yeah but even that Dryden they go boss. on like there's the clear kessel run caper part and there's the clear like dealing with dryden voss thing like they're just i don't know it, it all feels very separate to me mm-hmm. um this is one i know we've talked about in the past that i'm just like seeing is where that whole seeing the castle run versus just letting it live in your mind as a myth. Justin a hates this so much. I don't like that. No, I mean, I like I, I just, just let people imagine what it was. I didn't actually have to see it. Um, but I feel like you could say that about anything though, that they, you could say that about the entirety of the clone wars. Like, well, why didn't just let me true. imagine it? I know it happened. I don't true, know. Very true. I mean, you. Of um, course, you have the right to your opinion. You don't, you don't care for it, <laughs> but I don't really understand. Um, I did. Lo- I mean, I, I really enjoyed young young Lando in this film. Oh, he I was great. He was I would watch Donald Glover read the yeah. newspaper. Man, like he is excellent. <laughs> no, sh- I, Alden. Alden He's just was, sitting there with his coffee, like Alden was the fine, paper open. But Amelia Clark and Donald Glover are like. I mean. Mm-hmm. They're scene stealers in everything. So, I mean, not to mention Paul Bettany is also awesome. I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever seen him suck in anything. Uh, Phoebe Waller. Well, I think that was the thing with 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 uh, Alden was that he was fine, mm. but everyone there was a lot of great people in the movie. And I mean, then also shit, Woody Harrelson is f- great at what he does. Yeah, right. And also, I just I think like. You're always going to lose when you recast, like, when you do Harrison uh, Ford such an as iconic Han Solo. character <laughs> and actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... Yeah. I, it's I mean, I don't think he did 
a, a bad job portraying the character. I think he no. looks like a young Han. I his doubt anyone could have really done mirrored. any better, but it was essentially an impossible task. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought he, you know, his mannerisms were very similar to, to Harrison Ford's. Um, Which probably you know, smart, really, now on. that we're talking about it, to build up this other cast of, you know, not that it's hard to find people that want to act in a Star Wars movie, but... Uh, to put a bunch of heavy hitters around him when you know um, those are big shoes to fill. Like, that's going to be a tough yeah. job no matter what. So, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and ki- there's characters in this that have um, moved on from this film alone. I mean, Kira's been uh, heavily in... I mean, she's part of Crimson Dawn now. She runs Crimson Dawn. Yeah, she got some um, comic at this point. stuff, but... Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see if she ever makes the jump back over to live action again for something. Um, you know, same thing with, uh, Donald Glover. I think there's room there to take Lando's Man, character. Man, he was good. Well, there's a Lando show supposedly coming out and it's interesting because so they are busy. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I feel like, so Kathy said, Kathy, Kathy, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, you and Kathy tight. We're just, yeah, (laughs) we're just, uh, we're just waiting on Donald to be available. And then like people have asked him about it. And I saw an interview where he was like, yeah, I'd love to do it again. Not like he already has a project he's signed on for, but that he's willing to do one. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah. What's the what here? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's room there to to take the character other places and more more sure. misadventures of Lando Calrissian because it always seems like he's just bouncing around on a whim, um, you know. But he always gets the, like he always gets what he wants in the end in some way, shape, or form. I so, love that they made the way he says Han as Han with that like specific inflection as not just that he's actually messing with Han. Like, I, I love that little... Like, oh, Han? Yeah, 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 he keeps calling him Han. Yeah, yeah he's like, it's Han. Well, because, you know, <laughs> he pronounces it that way in Empire, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, you you assume, like, oh, he just, you know, that's his accent or his pronunciation or whatever. Like, you don't know that he's actually been messing with him every single time he said his name for the last 15 years or right. 20 years or whatever yeah. it's been. 20 years or so like he's just messing with him every time he sees him yeah um but yeah i, I think that character is great i mean woody harrelson beckett obviously he's yeah, toast he's at the end of this um but he i thought woody harrelson did a great him. job yeah well it wasn't he so much him it was the fall whatever. that it was the fall that killed her he just pushed her yeah <laughs> um you know, I thought that this movie excelled um, to you, Kyle, kind of what you were saying, where the storyline kind of seemed a little bit chunky, right? Like a like yeah. vignettes, as you called them. Um, the, I thought the one thing that this thing that this movie excelled in, though, was the creatures and the characters, the alien characters that they use, especially in practical effects in the poker scenes that they did with Lando and Han. Um, you know, the different aliens that are sitting around the table, the aliens that are in the background, we get a lot of, um, robots and animatronics, not just, um, around the poker in that bar scene, but we also get, um, 
There was a bunch of stuff L3. in Corellia too in the beginning with Lady Proxima and all her like people around. There was some mm-hmm. aliens, and then of course there's a all the Wookies on uh, Corellia or no, and the robot on, uprising. Uh, yeah, yep. Um, I I thought this movie excelled at those things. I thought they did a great job with mm-hmm. the creature, the practical effects, the creature studio or the creature shop did an amazing job. Um, yeah. And I don't think the acting was bad. I think to your point, Kyle, the, the story, the script was a, could have probably could have been a little bit better, but again, fine. we go back it to seems like a, a part though. Like what there's, it wasn't an end, you know, like it seems like there's more to so much of this that we never got. Um, so I'm not sure I would, I would definitely mm-hmm. watch, a series following Aaron Kellyman as Emphis Nest and see what happens with them. Uh, Kira too. Like she, mm-hmm. we already know she's doing interesting stuff because it's happening in the comics, but um, I think she deserves some kind of conclusion to her story. And I would love to see these actors, actresses back on screen playing well, these characters. And she was essentially picking up the mantle from her mom as that care as Enfist Nest, and it would be cool to kind of get like some flashbacks of who, kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, like who was her mother? Like maybe some of those flashbacks of how she learned from her, things like that, which is what made her who she is and her character evolvement from. And she's still young in this; she's like a teenager in this, essentially, like trying to pick up that mantle. So, um. Yeah, that I, that's another great story that could be told out of this. Um, you know, again, I, I think you could get more out of Han Solo if you wanted to do another story, if you really wanted to push a Solo too. But I would maybe introduce some new characters, not go back to to like I don't th- Lando or something like that. I don't that, think but. this movie needs a full on sequel revolving around Alden. I think that's where the you know the people who mm. want to see more of this. I think a sequel with Alden as Han Solo as the star as the main center po- centerpiece doesn't really need to happen, you know. Like, yeah, I think finding out what happens to three or four of those characters that were in this movie as supporting cast um, that were left way more open ended uh, would be more interesting. Yeah, I want to see a Crimson Dawn movie or a um, Emphis Nest movie more than I do another solo movie. Mm. Or even more Lando Calrissian stuff, because we only got that one, you know, he was only heavily featured in that one little section about going to Kessel. Um, And Mm -hmm. we got so much out of him, you know. I think they already did a lot with Han and uh, his, the dice in the mirror, which like, if I'm being a hundred percent honest to everyone, I didn't even realize that was a thing before this movie. Like I had noticed they were there <laughs> yeah. before, but like, okay, whatever. What the There's attachment a was greebly hanging there. Fine. There's yeah. stuff everywhere. It's star Wars. Uh, but they like made it a thing and his gun and the Kessel run. And like, they did a bunch of, you know, they answered a bunch of questions about Han and, how he got his name even for that matter and all those things. Um, and, and I think they kind of did it. I don't know that we need a ton more of that, uh, but I think there, 
they answered a bunch of questions that maybe people didn't even necessarily have, but then now I would rather them answer some of the new questions they brought up rather than Mm -hmm. let's find out more about Han. Well, and they, so in the very beginning when he's boosting the speeder, you see him put the dice on the mirror of the speeder, but you never really got the story of honestly where the like dice came from forced. or like what it was. It was just kind of through line to the original trilogy or something. Yeah, that was kind of odd because it literally just, here, here's the dice. And then the dice kind of became a thing through the movie, but you never got where he got the dice and why they mean so much to him or what, what that attachment was. So, um, let me dive into um, Dryden Voss a little bit. Josh, what what's your take or what? how did you feel about... I mean, obviously, Paul Bettany, great great actor, but what's your feeling on uh, Dryden Voss is, is essentially a villain? Um, you know, a Star Wars villain. Uh, it's interesting because he never really gets a species. He's just, quote unquote, near human, which there's other species that have names that are considered near human, but like they never a say... A lot of them, yeah. Yeah, um, Zabrax, Kafar, uh, Miri Allen, Zambarans, Chiss, Twi'leks. Um, yeah, they're all near human, but they all have species names. He doesn't actually have a species name or like an alien, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it, but he doesn't have that. So they never named it, which is weird. But what, what's your take on Dryden Voss as a villain? Uh representative of crimson dawn if you will yay nay i mean he's fine he's fine i feel feel like he's a good villain but like in the star wars rogues gallery it's like yeah like lower tier (laughs) yeah i don't know i just uh when i think of when you think of like people running criminal organizations in star wars you have like Jabba and uh, Darth Maul and well, that's um, part of the pr- thing too. Is Prince Zizor, like Dryden, is really you know, like a puppet too. You know, so. yeah, yeah, that's true. He's yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, what's um, what's homeboy's name that wears the Hawaiian shirt that runs the Pikes? I mean, he's kind of an average Joe. <laughs> It wasn't really cool. Um, yeah, but he Mark seems Krim cool. He seems like he'd want to hang out with them. He's dipping into his own supply or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think they kind of, like, the the different um, syndicate lords are all different. Well, I, I feel like I let, you know, I, I we let our feelings about the ineptitude of the Pike Syndicate, well, we're well yes. known at this point you know but oh yeah um i can't remember his name i don't, don't remember Krim. what his name was that's it yeah sorry thank you I said it oh sorry yeah. i missed it i missed it sorry buddy um yeah <laughs> hawaiian shirt guy he's like every day is casual friday for him walking around in his Look. flip-flops and his hawaiian shirt dipping into his own stash man he's work he is, is already bad enough one. justin there's no sense in wearing uncomfortable <laughs> clothes there too Touche, my friend. Touche. Um, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, Josh. It's um, Dryden Voss is a, a villain is not a top tier villain, and and I, you know, when you got to the end of Solo, right, and you get that big reveal of who um, Kira reaches out to, and it's 
Darth Maul. It's another spoiler alert story. <laughs> Where do we go? Like, how do we get back to that? Where do we go from that? Like, you know, Kyle, you were saying, I don't think Solo 2 is necessarily the way to go. How do we get back to, okay, Kira minus the comics, take the comics out. Kira, Darth Maul, live action. Do we go to TV? Do we do a different style of Star Wars movie? Like, not Solo? We just call it something else? I think... I so I don't think Kira is a big uh, a widely enough known character to get her own movie off the rip, especially if she's coming from a movie that they don't feel like did well. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd have to bill it as a Darth Maul thing with Kira if you were doing that, yeah. probably. But I think it would be better as a TV series. Uh, seems yeah. like a crime syndicate could get into some like episodic kind of like weekly situations Mm. that would work really well. And we can still get into that like kind of larger through line of, of Kira and, and Maul and, you know, they're kind of machinations running this crime syndicate. What if Mm. they did a, what if they did? So you know how Andor is like a spy show that also takes place in Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what if they did like a Crimson Dawn show, but it was like Narcos or, you know, like Peaky Blood, like one of those like shows that's about crime, about criminals. Hmm. I would love to see stuff like that in Star Wars. I think a Star Wars horror movie and a Star Wars comedy could both be awesome i don't know that it would well, we're gonna ever. get a star wars comedy once this taika watiti movie is it'll done, definitely have a more humorous elements than most i'm sure um God, i think a, a, a star wars horror movie would be so easy to do and could be so great too um but and they've essentially already done it in a novel form with the the storm death troopers or the stormtroopers which could be done yeah, I'll ca- I mean, like they've a done action. a lot a lot of different stuff in the books over the years. That mm-hmm. Death Trooper book was was great. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, I, I the one thing I remember from it though is you get like halfway through the book and you haven't heard um anything about any character you've ever heard of before up to this point. It's just a bunch of random imperial people and stuff, and then all of a sudden, in the in the um like halfway through the book, the protagonist who's like trying to elude the zombies goes to the brig of the infected star destroyer, and there's a Wookiee in there. He's always popping Chewbacca. up everywhere, man. <laughs> With with, ha- with with Han in tow, and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Seemed a little out of place. No, 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 I mean, it was fine, uh, and I was excited for it at that point, but um, there was a prequel book to that, too, called Red Harvest, which was also, like, a horror book, and it's like, a, the we find out that the zombie virus or whatever is a Sith mm-hmm. thing. So. It's, um... It's nice because we saw a little bit darker take on Star Wars and Andor, right? It was um, a little grittier, so I think they're starting to 
push that envelope a little bit more now. So I think it's just, you're right, Kyle, it's probably a matter of time before we get a, a Star Wars horror movie um, out there. And Oh, yes. man, the, the, the uh, High Republic, they could, like, the leveler. Yes. Oh, yeah, and I the Nile like in general. Your, yeah. Mm -hmm. It could easily be done. Well, you know, like, Clone Wars had itself. some some episodes that definitely had a lot of horror elements, you know, it's an animated kids show. So it wasn't actually like dark and like people didn't actually die gruesome deaths or whatever, but the elements were there. The, you know, the brain worm thing is, was essentially a zombie show, um, you know, yeah. and a, a couple of the Mandalorian episodes have had some horror elements for sure, I like the uh, the one where they're springing the weird Twi'lek guy from the prison ship thing, you know, that had a lot of horror elements to it, too. But uh, not a full-on, like, they've never, like, fully leaned into it for a whole project. Yeah, yeah. What about a, what about a Vader f horror film where he's, it, hunt, like, it would be amazing. Jedi Purge? Yeah. Yeah, it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> What um what a time. I know we're kind of straying from solo a little bit. Um, okay, Dad. Whatever. This is our show. Talk <laughs> we about better, whatever we better we want. cover this movie that came out here. ten years ago so yeah. people don't have to worry about it. <laughs> what was um do you guys have a favorite part about solo? Any particular moment, characters, creatures, uh, dialogue, anything like that that stands out to you from solo that you guys enjoyed? Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> the very end, Darth Maul. <laughs> Maul, you know, Emphis Ness taking off the helmet and doing her whole, like, kind of monologue thing is obviously great. Um, and then pretty much everything Donald Glover does is gold. Like, yeah. his delivery is so good. He felt exactly like Lando while also being, like, a little funnier. And we're, he had way more screen time and, you know, probably better writing than... Billy D ever did, you know, he was yeah. no disrespect <laughs> meant, but he was so good. And I love the whole thing. And, uh, same with Phoebe Waller bridge as L three, like the, her whole like droid rights and just like, she's a full on feminist, sexually empowered droid. I love the whole <laughs> thing. Um, that's those are like the standouts for me, probably. I think the the coolest thing that came out of one of the cool things that came out of that character too was like they Star Wars like announced that um, Lando is pansexual, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense because he's in love with a like pansexual is like being in love with the personality, not like. Um, you know, you're not worried about like someone's gender or their. You're not attracted really to their at all. body. Yeah, yeah. It's like their character, and um, which you know, people that I think aren't used to it or hearing for the first time are confused by how like that's different than someone who's bisexual. But anyway, mm -hmm. 
He's in love with a droid. It's the perfect, mm-hmm. like, that, yeah, he's not attracted to a gender or the body or he's, it's, you know, all about, all about the personality. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, literally a perfect way to, like, that fits, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. I will say this show, this show, this movie probably did as much to develop the Millennium Falcon as a character as it did anything else really uh i mean they did actually full-on give it a personality when l3 died they gave it an actual like almost consciousness well and they've and they've now referenced you know the that droid being in there Mm -hmm. and several different other you know star wars stories Right. Well, she says so. when they she was outside the cage and the two were fighting, she was yelling like droids are sentient, mm-hmm. like like they know. And but she was like trying to get the one that was fighting. She's like, "You've been what'd she call it? It's not brainwashed, yeah, but it was like you've been mind wiped or like that, data wiped or something like that. Like stop, yeah, yeah, stop what you're doing. You've been programmed to do like don't listen to them. Yeah. Um, what was your what was your maybe least favorite part on about solo? Either one of you can go first. I don't like the the dice in the mirror or whatever. I think it's <laughs> dumb. Like, and I think they just were like, "Well, what's a thing we can do that he'll have?" And it'll be like, "Oh, now he's still got it when he's cruising around." And they just saw it and grabbed it, and like they never tried to make it mean anything. They just kept throwing it on screen, and it was kind of stupid mm. to me. And this is gonna be annoying and i fully recognize that but (laughs) i don't really like that he said i've got a good feeling about this it's supposed to be i've got a bad feeling about this and he didn't have to say it when he was crushing the kessel run that's fine but why did he say i've got a good feeling about this that's not what you're supposed to say (laughs) um josh what about you I didn't like how he got his last name. Ooh. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, so and, he goes up to the Imperial checkpoint, right? Because he's, he's trying to get, without having to go through the transport gates, he's like, I'm just going to go enlist. And the enlistment officer ugh. there basically says, hey, all right, what's your first name? He's like, Han, what's your last name? He's like, I don't have one. He's like, who are your people? He's like, I don't have any people. So he's like, solo, and just kind of like, by himself like yes go ahead sorry josh no 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 um and i also i didn't love that he's not like a pilot in the empire like, like he I, actually didn't make it what well it's well, he, it's he interesting cuz they out show for being insubordinate not that he like couldn't cut oh. it or whatever Okay, so I was trying to figure this out because there was, I know he's a pilot in the Bounty Hunter, like in the flashbacks in the Bounty Hunter series, he's a pilot, so I was really, con- I just, yeah, just didn't. Yeah, in that scene where he, they're on the mud planet or whatever and everybody dies and he first meets Beckett, he says some, because Beckett's, he tells Beckett he can fly, whatever, and he's like, well, well then why are you down here, da, 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 whatever, and he's, well, yeah, I got kicked out, and he says something about 
they said I'm not good at following directions or following instructions or taking commands or take following order something like that. He basically doesn't listen, so he got kicked out. There was a scene that got cut from the movie Classic. with him in the um, he's in the Tie Pilot outfit, but it's like a training helmet, so it's open. It looks a lot like the Tie Pilot helmet, but it's open in the front. Um, but I I can't remember if he was actually. I think he was in like a pod, like a training pod. A and simulator, if you will. To be, yeah, thank you. Um, he's in a simulator and he does something or goes rogue and doesn't pay attention or listen to him. And that's why he failed out. And they basically bumped him down to Tom Cruise Army, made a whole career doing that in Top Gun. Like, I mean, come on, guys, pick a lane. <laughs> do we want pilots that do what they're told or rogues that fly by the seat of their pants? Mm-hmm. It's one or the other, man. Hardly ever. Han Solo's a real maverick, if you ask me. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I'd agree, Josh. I think the solo name was a little uh a little bit of a letdown, I guess. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I thought the um I, you know, I thought the best one of the best parts again, the creature shop. The animatronics and, and the aliens, just outstanding job. Um, what's the, I can't remember the species with the six eyes. Um, Gran. Is that what it is? A Gran? Yeah, it's, that was done really well. That was cool. Um, but, you know, Star Wars always, always turns out great puppet work, great animatronics, um, great aliens to, you know, mm. add to the Star Wars Mandalorians universe. had some stinkers, but the movies are always top notch. <laughs> you mean uh, what's his face in the first? Uh, um, They've had some sketchy Trandoshans, <laughs> and uh, the I've heard I've heard they're all sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the that? best what's jokes the blue, are the ones the on the guy? inside? God, why can I not think of his name? Huh? Uh, what's the blue guy in the first? The very first episode, um, the bounty that he gets. Uh, oh, oh, Terry Mithril. Terry, Terry Mithril, Mithril, thank you. Yeah, that's he didn't um, look bad. He just didn't have a name. <laughs> Mithril, Mithril. Yeah. His name is Terry. <laughs> Terry. According to us. Terrible Terry Tate, office linebacker. No, nobody Terry, remembers that. Terry Boella. Hmm. Uh, anything else that you guys want to add on solo here before we wrap this up and get out of here? Wait, do you guys not know who Terry Boella is? No. Uh-uh. I assumed it was a sports that's the, person or something. That's the government name of one Hulk Hogan. Uh-oh. Oh. Terrence. Gotcha. Terrence. All right. I'm not, I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your <laughs> friend, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm floating off on the iceberg. Oh man! All right. Well, let's wrap this up and uh, head on out of here so we can. Justin, he's over it. He does not want to. Go home. Well, that was mostly a recap of Solo with some tangents sprinkled in there. Look, for I'm your... a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> I've heard the people love tangents. Look at how popular all our Rihanna talk was. Exactly. 
Very true. Very true. Um, anyway, uh, get out. Uh, my name's Justin. <laughs> Flabbergast. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to tell you to go out and do something Star Wars. Look at this thing. I'm so off track. I don't even know how to talk. wrap up a show anymore. Good Lord. Um, anyway, go out there. Um, any, you can like, subscribe, rate, review anywhere you listen to our podcast. Please go out and do that. Recommend us. Uh, family friendly for the most part. Meh. So, yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Um, and then uh, you can find us on social media anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outer, uh, at Outer Rim Beacon. You can email us, OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Josh, where are they going to find you? This is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on social media and Venmo. Send me money. I need it. <laughs> money is a good thing. Yes. All right, folks. Well, get out there, do something Star Wars y, and may the Force be with you. Always. 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 Ah, I hate this planet. Hey, everybody, it's me, Caleb Doom. We'll check you next week, brothers. I don't know why we always have to have a run in from Caleb Doom doing Hulk Hogan. You watch your mouth. Uh, First of all, it's (laughs) Macho Man. Second of all, (laughs) sorry, brother. (laughs) I'm not your brother, guy. (laughs) 